Listen, listen to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house. Good afternoon, everyone. Dr. Ron here, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, 479th episode today. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to give a shout out to Mary Teresa up there in the state of Delaware. A great uh, listener to the show with also always great comments. And to um, Bob A., from Naples, Florida, who works in a golf pro shop. Another listener to the program. Look, we're going to talk a little bit today about melatonin. Uh, everybody thinks it's just for sleep. Right? I mean, and who's not having a problem sleeping these days? Looks like everybody. Well, we're going to get into that a little bit. Not in depth today, but we're going to talk about it. And if you stay uh, to the end of the program, I'm going to tell you something. I would bet money that none of your doctors or healthcare providers have uh, told you about <clears throat> using melatonin. I was introduced uh, to the benefits of melatonin by Dr. Stephen Sinatra, an interventional cardiologist who uh, uses a lot of natural treatments in his uh, practice. And it is a natural hormone. It's made by a gland deep in your brain called a pineal gland. It's a really a small little gland, and it's part of our endocrine system. And as we've talked about in the past, your brain produces melatonin in response to darkness. It supports your circadian rhythms, your internal clock of your body. And it can affect your physical behavior your behavioral itself, and even mental changes during the 24-cycle period throughout the day. It affects your body temperature, your mood, your brain health, your cortisone levels. It even affects your blood pressure and your immune function and sexual function. And it has also something to do with inflammation and pain. And really important, we've talked about this about a month ago, about the glymphatic system in your brain that helps remove the toxic waste as your brain shrinks down 60% when you are sleeping and for, tries to force out all that toxicity into this glymphatic system. Well, if you don't have enough melatonin, you have poor glymphatic function, which results in poor brain drainage. So it leaves a, leaves a lot of toxicity in your brain and it can lead to neuronal problems, mood disorders, and neurodegeneration. Really important, you would think, right? So melatonin has a list of functions that I'm sure you never heard of. Age your immune function. It's an antioxidant. In fact, Dr. Sinatra would say it's a stronger antioxidant than vitamin C. 
and it has a really a, an effect on balance, balancing your stress response, improving your mood, of, and of course, your sleep quality, and also stimulates your parathyroid gland, your growth hormone, it protects your heart, it decreases the platelet stickiness, and I won't get into this in COVID, but it was used for COVID. It promotes healthy cholesterol levels, helps with jet lag, and on and on and on. It's like, wow, what doesn't it do? So if you have insomnia, fatigue, anxiety, uh, you get up early in the morning, you have interrupted sleep, you're under a lot of stress, uh, that's signs of a decreased melatonin level. If you're having immunological problems, compromised uh, immune system, that might be your lower melatonin. Well, the most common reason why people are low melatonin, here we go again, yeah, Repesee's saying it again, electromagnetic fields, EMFs, the Wi-Fi's, this, this, uh, these electromagnetic fields that are, we can't uh, avoid anymore. Your neighbor's Wi-Fi is into your house. You're turning off your router at night, but your, your neighbor's Wi-Fi is getting at you. You're, you go to a restaurant, you're surrounded by Wi-Fi one of the biggest causes of melatonin deficiency. Let me just throw this out while we're talking about it. Tylenol, acetaminophen, abusing alcohol, and there's a whole list of medications, uh, including cortisone, Valium, metoprolol, reserpine, propanolol, and it, it, I mean, this is only the tip of the iceberg. Tobacco, high sugary foods, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, vitamin B12 and B6 deficiency, okay, all decrease melatonin levels. And you can't mention melatonin without, without realizing it comes. Uh, it, it's a, the precursor to melatonin is serotonin. And that comes from tryptophan. You know how sometimes you get tired or people say if you want to <clears throat> relax or you have your big turkey dinner, because the turkey has a lot of tryptophan in it. It produces serotonin, then then melatonin. Okay, so just keep that in mind. If we get time, we'll talk about uh, depression and how it's been treated with uh, serotonin reuptake inhibitors drugs that increase serotonin when really uh, it's been proven not to work. So many of the health benefits that we're going to talk about for melatonin are thought to be due to these increased levels of serotonin. And when do you start making melatonin? Around nine o'clock at night. Nine o'clock at night. If everything's going right, they'll stay elevated while you sleep for about 12 hours and then they'll drop. And then around 9 a.m., they come back to a barely detectable level. Wouldn't that be nice if that worked for us all the time? But sleep is important, right? Sleep allows our brain to detoxify. 
Remember, your brain shrinks at night. And they perform something called autophagy, where it it just mops up all the damaged protein and, and waste. And then gets into that glymphatic system that flushes this dirty fluid from inside the brain through a network of pathways and and clean cerebral spinal fluid from our spinal canal replaces it. That's why we talked about this. It's important to rehydrate that brain in the morning with good filtered clean water. Very important. Just to give you an idea of what happens. <clears throat> let's, let's start at midnight. If you're not on a night shift and you're somewhat normal, well, your deepest sleep is around 2 a.m. Your lowest body temperature is at 4.30 a.m. Your blood pressure rises around 6 a.m. Melatonin secretion starts stopping around 7.30 Your highest testosterone level, guys, is around 9 a.m. in the morning. In the 24-hour cycle, 10 a.m. is probably when you're most alert. You have your best coordination around 2.30. Around 3.30, they say, is your fastest reaction time. Around 5 o'clock, they say, is the greatest cardiovascular efficiency and muscle strength. So if you go to the doctors at 6.30 at night, ladies and gentlemen, that's when your blood pressure is highest normally. Your highest body temperature is at 7 o'clock at night. Highest at 7, lowest at, uh, what do we say, 6 it's also, it's, it's high at uh, 7 o'clock. It's also high at 6.45 in the morning when it starts rising. So we sit around 9 o'clock at night. It starts to rise, and it really starts around the, uh, 10 o'clock. And uh, there we go, getting our deepest sleep at 2 a.m. So... Uh, Melatonin is really, really important to our health. It's important to our energy because it affects our, these mitochondria that we talk about. Uh, it keeps them healthy, keeps them full of energy and ATP. And um, it's being studied more and more every day, but it, it has a lot to do with this antioxidant ability to get rid of these free radicals and inflammation. So it reduces inflammation, keeps us energized during the day, helps our brain health, reduces our pain level, improves our mood. If you feel good, you definitely feel better. Melatonin. It's just just a, you know, more than just a natural sleep aid. There's studies out there that shows that it potentially could help cancer, could help with menopause. Uh, okay, that's something you want to talk to your doctor about or your healthcare provider.
And what do we need more than ever? I keep have been saying for three years now, you need a superior interior, which means you'd have to keep your gut healthy by having a good microbiome. Well, because melatonin has strong antioxidant effects, it may help strengthen that immune system. And melatonin has been called an immune buffer because it appears to act as a stimulant when your immune system is depressed. And because it's an immune stimulant and it is an anti-inflammatory compound, uh, it's great in cases of acute inflammation. This is something I wanted to tell you because it was, I've never used it for this, but I've heard recently some, some uh, callers uh, write, uh, write to me in my emails that think that it helps with tinnitus or ringing in the ears. And they think now that when I looked into it, it's because of, of the, if that melatonin is an antioxidant. Okay, and it's been studied. I found something at Ohio State University, IEAR Institute. 61 people were studied, and they, they saw a decrease in their tinnitus when they you supplement it with melatonin. You want to keep that in mind. <clears throat> and melatonin has been shown, ladies and gentlemen, to, to decrease blood pressure in people that have hypertension. How about that? I think that was that that is really interesting. I like the fact that melatonin uh, is is a great antioxidant and a great and great for your brain because uh, you know there's there are studies that are thinking that if you interrupt this normal rhythm of sleep and wakefulness. Uh, you, this may be one of the initiators of Alzheimer's disease because your brain doesn't get fully detoxified because you have insufficient melatonin. So we, we want to keep that in mind, huh? So for your brain, for your mood, for your pain, brain and pain, okay, we want to keep that all in mind. Okay, so can you take too much of it? Well, the answer is, in my opinion, based on my research, the answer is no. Why do I say that? <clears throat> because melatonin protects you against ionizing radiation. What's ionizing radiation is, you know, x-rays. You know, just one scan exposes you to the same amount of radiation at 70 chest x-rays. And if you have a combined CAT scan and PET scan, that's two times that amount of radiation as a plain CAT scan. And how many people, if they're treated for cancer or other diseases, can get up to four CAT and PET scans a year? That's a tremendous amount of radiation. Can't be good for you. So what could cancel out that, that, that damaging effect of that ionizing radiation? Well, actually, researchers looked at that. And they gave a single dose of 300 milligrams of melatonin. 
So they took blood before they gave it, and then two hours later, and a second and third blood specimen. They exposed all the blood specimens to a tremendous dose of radiation, roughly the equivalent of 1,000 CAT scans. 1,000 CAT scans. Then they checked the white blood cells to determine how much radiation-induced damage there was. Well, the lymphocytes the white, in the white blood cells in the blood sample had a degree of, they did get damage from radiation, but the cells that were taken an hour after melatonin dosing had less damage. The ones taken at two hour mark had the least damage. The authors concluded from that study that it had implications that melatonin is protective of our immune cells from genetic damage caused by ionizing radiation. So on a practical level, it means if you are ever advised to get a CAT scan or a PET scan, be sure to take 300 milligrams of melatonin two hours before the procedure. And you could possibly eliminate the negative effect of that that test, that, that radiation. And according to Dr. Schellenberger, for 50 years, scientists have been trying to find a toxic or dangerous dose of melatonin, and they can't find one. Schellenberger says it's safe as water. So keep that in mind when you go for an x-ray, even two hours before the x-ray, whether it's a CAT scan or or a, a PET scan, take, take melatonin. It's, it's not only for sleep. And watch your food, right? As always, lifestyle changes. You always want to try and get uh, pure meat, grass-fed meat, pasture-fed meat, pasture poultry and wild game. Because that's anti-inflammatory. Lemon and limes and berries are anti-inflammatory. So is avocados. So is green tea in moderation. Too much green tea, though, will decrease your melatonin levels. Apple cider vinegar. Wild-caught fish, not farm-raised fish. Turmeric and organic extra virgin olive oil. Anti-inflammatory. So is coconut oil, one of my favorites. And most of the herbs, including basil and oregano and thyme, garlic and onions. But if you start eating refined grains deep fried foods, grain fed meats, and commercial salad dressings, you're, you're gonna have pain because they are pro-inflammatory foods. And I cannot stress always the need for exercise. It's important for your melatonin levels because a moderate amount of exercise does improve melatonin production at night and sleep in people that lead an active lifestyle. So we want to move our body regularly. If you're, we're sitting in front of a computer, we want to have a uh, a clock or sand sand. Um, oh, oh my gosh! We want to have some way of of knowing that when we've sat too long, we want to be able to get up and move move around and go for a little stroll, go outside, get some get some fresh air. 
So we want to try and exercise, you know, 20, 30 minutes, five days a week. We don't have to be a marathoner. We want to try and get morning sun exposure because melatonin is highest at night, right? When it's dark. But it's hardly any during the day. So that's when we want to get our sun exposure. We want to get our elevated, we want to make sure our vitamin D levels stay in the upper range, the optimal range of the, of the level of your uh, blood test. So we want to support this normal rhythm of melatonin that we talked about in, in the beginning of the podcast. So morning, morning sun exposure, 15 to 30 minutes every day. Combine that with a walk, some outdoor movement, some earthing or grounding, hug a tree, some meditation and box breathing like we talked about with Phil Safer. Now you're, you're, you're laying the groundwork for a great sleep pattern and avoid the blue light, huh? EMF and blue light. If you want to sleep good, because blue light is, has a short wavelength, but high energy. And yes, there is natural blue light from the sun. We've talked about that, but the artificial blue light from lights and electronics can be harmful to your health especially when you're exposed to it at night because it can interfere with sleep. Why does it interfere with sleep? Because it decreases melatonin production. Lots of studies about that. How detrimental blue light is, especially from our devices after nine o'clock at night. not only disrupts our sleep. Remember, if we don't have enough melatonin, it will, it will affect our mood the next day. So look, we may not be able to avoid these devices during the day because, you know, you do have to, some people do have to work for a living, but we can limit them at other times. Why? Because it's critical for your health, critical for your melatonin levels and sleep. So if you must use your phone, your tablet, your computer, keep it short. Use blue light blocking glasses. Or use a blue light blocking screen. Really important. Now red light's important too, and I want to hold off on that because I want to do a I want to explain about red light and how it's used and how it's great for your mitochondria and keeping you young. And Basically, don't have caffeine after two o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, there's all kinds of studies about caffeine and whatever. But, you know, basically, if you don't drink it after two o'clock at night, you're not going to have problems with your melatonin. And if you're taking three milligrams or five milligrams of melatonin at night, you're still not getting the sleep you want. You might be deficient in magnesium, and most people are. And so you want to try and make sure you have magnesium-rich foods in your diet, like greens, seeds, nuts, avocados, or just supplementing with 400 milligrams a day of melatonin. So you're going to see melatonin recommendations for supplements all over the chart. Most people will say three milligrams. 
But as we know, it's pretty hard to overdose on it. So see where you sleep the best. So you can start with three, you can take five, you can take 10 milligrams. You can take it at nine o'clock at night and one hour before bedtime, you can take it again. And if you're still not sleeping good, you may want to also uh, take some B6 because B6 also helps to improve the synthesis of melatonin. Okay. And maybe 50 milligrams if you need a doses. But that, that would be the last resort. So melatonin is more than just a sleep hormone. It has a lot to do with a lot of systems in our body. And you want to uh, take it at night, but help it along by keeping away from electromagnetic fields and blue lights. Now, if you're still having trouble, uh, write me an email. We'll go into uh, the, uh, the program. Uh, most people don't have a problem. But if you do, there we do have a program of how to take it uh, for insomnia and for jet lag, okay, and for children. But you can't overdose, so the risk benefits are, are pretty good. And, you know, I've seen, I see articles about don't overdoing it and whatever. And, you know, we can't it totally ignore them unless you're taking higher doses and you're not getting the results. Then there's something else we should be looking for. Because generally, long term melatonin use is safe for most people, they've had studies up to two years. But if it's not working, we should we have to revisit that and see whether you're lacking magnesium, see how your diet is, see if you need B6, see if you're eating the wrong type of food, see how much caffeine you're drinking, see how much green tea you're drinking. All right, I think uh, sort of made my point with melatonin because I didn't want to make it you know, get too, too deep with it. It's a really important hormone. It's something we should be taking. Get a good night's sleep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron. Uh, I can be found on Spotify. The name of the podcast is Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. I am. I broadcast on Podbean. They have a great app. You can put it on your phone or on your tablet. Uh, look for Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored and follow me and you'll get notified when I have a live show and when my regular show comes on at Tuesday at 4 p.m. Alexa brings up the latest if you last ask for Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. I want to thank everybody for listening. Stay healthy. The medicine of the future is here today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just uh, finishing up a, a short ebook that I'll make available to you on um, healing frequencies. And uh, hopefully I'll have that ready for next week's program. So have a great time and we'll see you next week. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom 
what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week.